0: Welcome to Necessity. Marguerite and I are so excited to share with you our last episode of Love in a Pandemic. We have the pleasure and honor to have two lovely guests, Anika and Lungi. These are two individuals who were not actively looking for love, but somehow found it in each other. The universe just made it happen.
1: It was really inspiring to hear from them because their story definitely describes that the universe conspired to bring them together despite the challenges and limitations this pandemic has brought in terms of meeting and spending time with new people. You'll hear from them directly as they describe numerous synchronicities that only prove their meeting and union or soon to be union is designed by fate. So we did something a little bit different for this episode. First, you'll hear from Anika individually to hear her perspective on things. And then we'll hear from Lungi separately to get his side as well. And we end by bringing them both together to wrap up this episode in a nice red bow for love. Thank you so much for sticking with us through this series. And here are Anika and Lungi. Welcome, Anika, to Necessity. Thank you so much for joining. Um, you have the pleasure of appearing in our final episode of Love in a Pandemic series. So, those of you who have joined us before, we have tackled married couples. We've tackled some single individuals. And now we want to talk about the people that actually found love in a pandemic. So before we dig in, right, we just kind of want to set it up. And, you know, what was your dating life like? before COVID hit? Like, where were you at mentally? Like, what was, what was going on?
2: Yeah, so dating for me was haphazard, unintentional. Like, I am not one for, um, you know, uh, Tinder or what's the one with the uh, Bumble, Bumble and... yes, I'm like the beehive, like yes. <laughs> Bumble. Thank you. I was not really. I I think I've gone on one of those dates, and it was actually my friend was like catfishing someone for me, <laughs> and I like showed up. <laughs> she was like my ghostwriter, right? <laughs> so it's just not. It's just not something that I did. Um, and I was also. I just wanted to be um, intentional about spending my time with someone, right? Like I was single mom, so my time is valuable. So so it was always just like this, um, if I met someone through a friend or something like that, I would date, but I hadn't been in a serious relationship in quite some time. Um, and then I, w- I was just spending a lot of time working on me. And raising and raising my daughter.
0: Love that. And it makes me think of also uh, one of our recent episodes with Fabs. And she was talking about Valentine's Day and how it was overrated. And what we should really do is work on ourselves and prepare ourselves for the love that we want to receive. And am I ready? And am I, you know, ready to receive this person that I keep wanting or perhaps seeking, or, you know, um, so I love that the, the investment in, in self-development. Um, self-love, self-worth, so that we can kind of prepare ourselves for the receiving um, of love on the other end. So you weren't really out there dating like that. It would happen haphazard. Maybe you were going out on social uh, gatherings and meet people, right? So then when COVID hit, what were you thinking about your dating life then?
2: I don't even think I was Thinking about dating, honestly. Um, I think when COVID hit, it was just this like shock of everyone, not one person did not get impacted by COVID. And we were all kind of like isolated. um, And we found ways to connect with our family. So there was this like shift that happened where it gave us an opportunity to connect with people that we probably loved or you know hadn't seen in a while but there was a reason to reach out to them and talk to them and spend time with them. And so while it was like scary, and while there was this period of isolation, there was also an opportunity to like, be intentional about connecting with your family and your friends right that you? took for granted before because you were like, oh, I'll reschedule with them or I'll, you know, I'll have drinks with them in a month or two. And then you were like, everybody's kind of home, right? Everyone has time. So why not have a virtual happy hour? Why not, you know, spend time with your family and play games um, online? So I really just wasn't focused on dating. Mm.
0: And that's also how the universe works, right? Is that when we put the focus to the side and then allow things to just flow naturally things just open up right and the path is clear and things are able to come right down to that path and we're open to receive it
2: absolutely i feel like the universe had been when i so i moved um from new york to dc about five years ago and when i moved i was like so stressed out about building a new network of people like I would say it's hard to find like uh, quality men. It's hard to find women that you can connect with as an adult, right? Like to to build a whole new tribe. I've, I've been in New Yorker my whole life. So um, at first I was so stressed about that. And then I sort of was just like, you know what? This is time to work on me to make sure I'm showing up for my daughter. And then like organically I started to make these friends organically I met people and then you know even in COVID I had these foundational relationships. Um so I wasn't like I felt fulfilled like I was happy. I didn't I wasn't like oh I need to find a boyfriend or I need to find someone. It was like my life is good. Um things are good, you know, and, and I'm thankful that you know I had my health. Um, that while I know that there are people that were impacted, like I had friends and family that had significantly been impacted by COVID, like I felt blessed that I was able to continue in my life at home.
1: That sounds like you were you had a really fulfilling life and that's like awesome to hear that come through. And I'm just wondering like, where did the shift happen, right? So, okay, at first you weren't focused on dating, but obviously at some point that switch. So so what, what switched for you and, and why or what was the catalyst for that switch?
2: Yeah, so um Lungi and I met years ago. Um, you know, our both of our kids graduated like fifth grade, and we had met at this, you know, um graduation picnic. And there were these moms that we, we live in an area where there's not as many black people. So they see two black people <laughs> that somehow, you know, had some haphazard conversation. Um, and then all of a sudden they were like, oh, you guys would be perfect for each other. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was, I I was just like, no, thank you. I'm good. And, and that was two, three years ago almost, right? Um, and then, one of the moms, when we were friends, she kept planting the seed. She kept saying like, hey, whatever happened? Did you ever connect with Lungi? And, um, you know, I think we had seen each other in passing a few times. And so then I was like, okay, you know, I'm gonna reach out to him on, I think it was LinkedIn or, you know, (laughs) I'm gonna send him a message on LinkedIn. Um, And this was, pre-pandemic. So it wasn't even during COVID where I was like, oh, let me see if this person during COVID will like have coffee with me. And we, we sort of had this exchange and then we didn't end up meeting up. And then much later, it wasn't until, um, after uh, the murder of George Floyd, when there were all of these protests and people were outraged and like, there was this focus on how can we make a change or impact? And we were friends on Facebook and um, we both were attending this march, right? in, In our community. And I was like, oh, he's attended this march. Let me see how he's doing, right? Like, it's a good check-in to see because his name popped up. And I was like, let me see how he's doing. And then it sort of, like, blossomed from there. So it was more of a, like, check-in because I wanted to know how all my people were doing, right? At that moment. Like, I knew he had um, sons and he's a Black man. And, like... I have brothers, I have a father. And so for all of those reasons, I think it was just really important to reach out to all of those men and just know someone cares about them, right? In that moment.
0: Wow. That's so powerful. I'm sitting here thinking about what you're saying and that check-in leads to connection, right? The compassion leads to connection. Compassion is the connection and the fact that You have this matching heart in a sense um, that allowed you to pour in and see how this person was doing despite maybe the distance or the lack of contact in between uh, the time. Um, But knowing that I can only imagine what this person is experiencing, the stories and conversations that they're having with their children based off of what's happening around us. Um, And I absolutely love that because compassion is connection. Beautiful. I love it. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. so, so then that's great. So then you had already met before the pandemic, and so we're gonna get into more of the how you all met and kept it going once the both of you are together. Um, so, were there any hesitation, like even though you met before the pandemic, was there hesitation about kind of like meeting? again and in person because it was then the pandemic when you were reconnected?
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, I I take COVID seriously. He takes COVID seriously. And I think there's a lot of people that are all over the spectrum, right? And, and so it's hard to gauge, right, um, your level of comfort and my level of comfort. And so it was warm outside. Um, we had masks on, and but there's still like this, because at that point it was still, there were still so many unknowns, right? Of like, is it airborne? Like how susceptible are you to it? So I'm sure, I think there was an apprehension, but there was also this like excitement and this built in level of trust because of like who I knew him to be as a person, right? So, it was like, uh, I think this is okay, right? I'm gonna use my best judgment. um, And I think this is okay. And, you know, based on our very first like interaction, I felt this really strong level of comfort with, you know, I know that he takes precautions, um, you know, from the nature of what he does, he's like very careful. Um, I think his circle is very small. My circle is small. Um, So there was, you know, a very um, natural progression in our relationship because we were taking precautions and we were both, you know, like responsible adults.
0: So even, so it's even intuitively, you kind of knew as well that it sounds like there was something that you also felt based off of what you knew of him, your own of perception of who he was as a person and how he lived his life and decisions that he would make. And then just even conversations of saying the precautions that he would make. There's still this level of intuition and gut feeling that says that this feels right. That like, I know that this is the truth. And yes, I know that he is taking these precautions and that we can come together in person. And I'm gonna tell you something, the summertime and the warm weather made everybody feel good about coming together because we would have been so deprived, you know, but the sunshine would come and make you forget all about COVID, but you have to stay still on, right. you know, on your P's and Q's, but the sun just changes it all.
2: Changes it all. Agreed. But, and oddly enough, on our first date, it was raining, like pouring down rain. So wow. we had to, we like pivoted our plans, but it still worked out. And it was, and it was actually beautiful because found out we both love the rain. So there were all of these like symmetries that just kept happening um, all along the way. Yeah. (laughs) I love it.
1: I love it. I love it. it. And so now like, I'm I'm curious, like we see like stories like um, in social media about like what's coming to mind is like, you know, Sierra and Russell Wilson, like Sierra had this very specific prayer of what she was looking for in a spouse, right? So did you have any list of characteristics or traits that you wanted your your potential mate to have even if you weren't actively dating like there was there a a prototype if you will that you you had in mind and what did that look like
2: that's a great question because for me I think it was I was at this point where I was like I need guys to be like, that's you, right? Like, <laughs> like that's you. And if he's not saying that, then I'm good, right? It was like, I'm okay. I'm just gonna keep living my happy little bubble life and like keep going. And so, you know, like it, it, it's insane because he doesn't just check all the boxes. He checks boxes I didn't even know that like I needed or wanted. Um, and so, I think at a baseline, like my family is important to me. So someone who cares about their family, right? Someone whose family is important to them. Um, someone who like loves God and has faith and someone who's like motivated, like passionate about what they do. I don't care what you do, but you need to have passion. I dated someone who was like, you know, fine before, um, like had a lot of money but was like so unmotivated and it killed me. Like I was like I can't even do this at all because you have no motivation, no drive, no passion, right? And so those are things that I think I was looking for um but I what I didn't have like this checklist like he has to be fine or he has to have this kind of car, he has to have this kind of job or make this amount of money. It was really just like love God be compassionate have be passionate about what you do and and just like and and I need to know that like this is God telling me yes otherwise like it's a no for me
0: (laughs) beautiful 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 so I think that that's a good place to to stop um
1: and then bring in Lungi to kind of ask him some of the same questions. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today, Lungi. Um, as you know, we are rounding out our Love in a Pandemic series. And you are one of the lucky ones that you found love in a freaking pandemic. Whoa. Whoa. How the hell did that happen? Would um, <laughs> who would have thought? Exactly. So, if you want to walk us through, I guess where you were as far as dating and relationships right before the the pandemic hit, mm. and like what your strategy, if you will, I'll do air quotes strategy um, for for dating was.
3: Yeah. No. So I was. um in a relationship for 19 years, married to, for 14, uh, and uh, with you know three sons, and and so that you know that <clears throat> collapsed in a in a past uh, decade or so, um, and a- ended up and en- ending uh, about three years ago, and so I was really not looking uh, for for a relationship. I had you know, someone I was getting to know and, you know, I'm not sure if I would would call it dating It was long distance um, over, you know, overseas. So learning how to, you know, send a lot of messages, you know, uh, and and trying to figure out the time difference. And, uh, but um, that also sort of ended, it was clear, made clear that we didn't share the same values and, and goals. And so, Um, So yeah, during when COVID started, uh, my focus turned to, because everything got canceled in terms of my own travels for work um, and uh, also all of the sports for my sons, we just started spending a lot of time with them, Um, you know, like we would go out and play two-on-two either soccer or basketball every day um, after work and after school. And so, just spending a lot of time with them, and and also uh, spending more time with my family. My family is in uh, in Quebec City, Canada. Mo- most of them, both my parents, my brothers, and then I have another brother in France. And so, started organizing these these Zoom calls that were great. Uh, you know, weekly conversations. Um, so that's that's where I was. I wasn't really looking to to date uh, to be. To be honest, I was more focused on my sons, the family uh, and trying to stay healthy during this pandemic.
0: I love all of that is just coming together because what you're sharing here is similar to what Anika shared, right? And that you both were in this similar space before you came together. Mm-hmm. Um, again, another synchronicity um, to be able to see that you all were sharing a path before you were even aware of each other's presence on that path. Nice, nice. So, you know, Anika shared a little bit with us about you all knowing each other already and um, kind of then getting reconnected. So what were some of your thoughts when she hit you up and said hey what's going on how you feeling
3: <laughs> yes at first i was trying to remember cuz our interaction was so you know uh, short and a, and a while ago that my, i think my first question was hey you know and they, thank you for your message do you mind you know i mean i felt bad asking but do you mind reminding me how we're connected right um and so she did that you know it was, it was because our our um uh, her daughter and my oldest uh, we're in, in um, elementary school together. And then we had come across, uh, you know, so we first met at this um, end of school year, um, sort of get together for the kids. And then they took, I think they both, we both signed them up for uh, a software, like a coding class, a uh, summer camp, uh, without knowing that, that uh, either of our children would be registered. And so um, ran into each other there. And yeah, so I was, I think I was intrigued uh, in terms of receiving a message, obviously, you know, first step is I looked at her profiles, you know, beautiful uh, uh, woman, uh, and so I was intrigued to get to, to know her um, and, and see, you know, how much we had in common.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. I just can't stop smiling because all of this goodness is happening here. Love is just really exciting. Connection is exciting, and to hear the story and to hear you tell it separately, but with the same amount of um, enthusiasm and passion, and and you both have this smile when you're mentioning, you know, these pieces of your story that you share together. Um, it, it's really exciting. So. You had to plan, of course, a first date, right, with Anika during a pandemic. So what were your thoughts as you tried to put this first date together?
3: Yeah. So obviously, you know, I didn't want to put too, make it too much of a big deal. You know, we said we would agree to, I think at first we would grab, uh, you know, coffee. I don't drink coffee, but I guess that's a thing that people do. So I would say, you know, you want to grab coffee uh, and I'll, I'll just, get a tea or something uh but then uh, in looking at our schedules it was clear okay evening would be better so let's go let's do dinner um and the plan was we'll meet at this restaurant uh you know and then we'll go to a park nearby and share share a meal there but then it started pouring down rain raining that on on that day um and started texting, hey, you know it's raining. Are you still comfortable with going? And that's when we realized we both love the rain. Uh, and I, I thought, I mean, already that was like, okay, she's 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 really cool. You know, she loves the the rain. Not only does does it not affect her, but she actually really enjoys it, and, and just like I do. And so, um, so that was great to see right away that we had that uh, that in common, and yeah with the rain uh you know pivoted to to plan b where we felt like okay, we could both be safe um uh in terms of taking covid precautions um and ended up just i think eating pizza and uh and just talking for about 3 hours on our, on our first date uh, i could have kept i think we both could have kept going but our kid, you know we had to go back to uh to normal life i guess a regular regular life
0: sounds like a scene out of a movie out of like love jones right and they went on and it started raining and then they're walking in the rain but how again how beautiful that you were able to see or have an opportunity to see what you both enjoy right there's just these little opportunities to find out hey is this the right one you know, cause some of us women, when it rains, it's like, Mm-mm, I am not going out there. I just did my hair or I had this specific outfit that I was going to wear and the rain and these shoes, they just don't go together. But Anika <laughs> was ready to just go with it anyway. Right. And, and be open to whatever it was. You both were open to doing that. And that's a beautiful thing to exchange. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. And I think like, that's just like an, another one of those things where it's just like, oh, Man, this person is cool. So I had posed the same question to Anika. Like, even though you weren't actively dating and searching for someone, I, I'm assuming that you have an you had an idea of the type of woman that you wanted to meet and you um wanted to uh move forward with. So, you know, what did that type of woman look like? And how does Anika fit into that mold, if you will?
3: Um, So, you know, yes, I have, I mean, I I never wrote down my list, but it was definitely uh, in, in, in my head and and on my heart. Um, You know, for me, priority number one was a deep love for, for God and, you know, deep faith in, in, in him. And, and, you know, and li- try- looking really for someone that's uh, living it out in their everyday life. Um, and and then, you know, with a focus on, on kindness and, uh, you know, would be sort of my number two on that list. And then third, um, and it's hard to gauge. And obviously everyone has, uh, I, you know, everyone has their own issues, but emotional, stress. Uh, you know, stability of um, uh, was something that was extremely important uh, for me in terms of you know self control, self care, um, and and compassion. Um, and obviously, you know, because my sons are my world, like someone that would understand what it's like, you know, raising children and and be willing to be supportive and. And I mean it's just she she goes up uh, you know she's like I can throw that list away and she she's uh she means so much so many of these uh, uh uh these things that I care about um and 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 so much more um it's been yeah, i mean you know s- some things that are uh, um cherry on top right she's an amazing cook uh you know she's involved in the community um you know passionate about uh serving uh those in need and you know so many other things that i i feel passionate about that she also does uh feels feels passionate about and so that's just been um such a joy to getting to know her getting uh, figuring out how much we have in common uh and how aligned we are um and we we you know we we were very intentional, I think, about getting to know each other. Um, And because we knew, both knew that the stakes were high, having children, uh, you know, I think it's one thing starting to date, no children, you know, sort of building a life together, but then um, bringing the young ones into into the equation, you know, there's so much at risk. um, And I feel like you have to be Um, so much more careful so we we've gone through lists and lists of questionnaires probably we're probably at three or four hundred questions now that we've answered everything from uh you know those 36 questions to fall in love uh you know sort of in the science behind it you know that came a little bit later but first it was just questions on family and you know finances and like you know, religion and uh, how we see life and our life goals and all of that. And, um, and, and it's. I think to me, it's pretty u- unique and rare to find one, someone that hits all of the, you know, all of the marks um, and where there's so much alignment.
1: No, that's that's amazing. I just was chuckling to myself because I know some some married folks and some folks that have been together for a long time that haven't asked one another a lot of those (laughs) questions that you guys went through. So I think that is amazing. So kudos to you guys um, for being intentional. I think that makes a world of difference, world of difference. Um, Okay, should we bring Anika back in here? Come on, yeah. Anika. I mean, it's been really beautiful
0: listening to you both speak um, separately because there are so many uh, similarities uh, between the two of you. And, you know, as Lungi says, so much alignment. Um, and that is a beautiful thing to witness. But then also, I'm sure it's really beautiful to experience. It, also considering also your past tracks right? And just kind of saying, hey, I'm preparing myself for this new experience and you both have done that work. And then also being willing to be open to do the work while you're together, whether it's through these questionnaires, right? Whether it's being patient with one another, prayer, using your faith and, you know, your spiritual practices um together, which then just increases that connection. Um, And so I'm inspired just by uh, listening to the two of you talk. So I can not imagine what magic is going to happen while we have the two of you together. Okay. So let's start off with a fun question, right? So we want to know, and I feel like I already know the answer to this question based off of some information that was shared already, but what is a TV show that either represents your relationship or what is a TV show that you two binge watch
2: together? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, The Office. <laughs> the Office. That's what I was going to say. hands down. It's so funny, and and you know, I feel like not there. Most of my friends don't even watch The Office, which I find hysterical because it's like the funniest show. And so when he said he he loves The Office, and he. You, I think that was like a show that you watched like continuously. Yes. I think it's just hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Too
0: funny. The Office has come into my life lately. People have been talking about it, and I do training, and so one of the trainings that I did, I showed an episode from The Office, one with the CPR where they had the mannequin. Oh, oh, yeah. That's hysterical. Um, and then when Dwight had a fire drill because people weren't paying attention. <laughs> That's so right. So yeah. really <laughs> oh, I'm 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 feeling like all right the universe is is, is conspiring me to to watch some more yes. of The Office. You um, need to. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh so let's see. So during the pandemic, it's been really hard for people to kind of Celebrate, because we're used to celebrating in these typical ways, these traditional ways, our life before COVID, big parties, going to gatherings, whether it's large church events, whether it's social gatherings at a club, a venue, friend's house, whatever. And we usually celebrate also milestones and small things that happen. So what are some things that, how are you all being creative with celebrating little things that are happening in your life between the two of you? Mm.
2: I um I think we are we've sort of agreed we're keeping our circle like really small. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing a lot of celebration with our kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good because it helps them bond. It helps them feel like we're all becoming a family. Um you know, I have like one of my best friends who lives really close, so she'll like come when we have like outdoor stuff Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, Wingy has, you know, um, he has a, I think he has a bigger network here. And so some of the people that he really um, cares about have come together Um, also virtual like Zoom. Like when he proposed to me, he planned this. um, We were supposed to be taking like pictures, He That's like, right. Go ahead and tell yeah. us the story. Go in. Yeah. So, so you play. do you want to tell the story or do you want me to tell the story?
3: <laughs> uh, I, can, I can tell it. Um, so, so, yeah, so debate was, we're taking family pictures, right? I mean, we had reached that stage in our, I think, in our friendship where it made sense, right? We had yeah. already, the kids had spent a good amount of time together. It was clear that they, you know, got along well and um and we had talked about you know the the possibility of, of of marriage and so it you know we're at research stage where it would make sense to have family pictures taken and then to send them out to um to maybe to our family our families
2: so i thought yes okay this makes sense more i was thinking because the weather is about to get cold right like okay we'll take them now in november Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and because we're going to be hibernating soon right so okay right so
3: (laughs) so it was you know national mall uh the monument uh right in dc there's the um fdr memorial and then there's the the, you know the body of water behind it so i said well let's meet there we'll take the pictures and all along, So I had, you know, obviously my, my sons were into it, so they were coming and then I told Anika's da- uh, daughter also um, uh, about it and they, they had a role to play. So my sons had to put the candles um, in a heart shape uh, and then as they're positioning the candles in a heart shape, uh, I asked Anika to close her eyes because I wanted, I said, I want to show you like the best spot in DC you know, the best view. I uh, that you
2: said your favorite spot uh, Favorite, Right,
3: exactly, a favorite favorite view of, of the monument. And, and the I've whole time he too. had
2: my family on Zoom.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So
2: we couldn't, you know, they can't be there. Mm-hmm. First of all, they would have never been there in a regular circumstance, right? Like if it wasn't for COVID, it's not like he would have planned to have them hiding in the bushes. <laughs> but because of COVID, they got to share that experience. So he had them on Zoom. And he's, like, leading me down the stairs. And and I'm glad that I wasn't, like, loud, but I was saying to him, like...
3: Don't make me fall. Don't make me
2: fall. You have to tell me when the stairs are. You like, and I'm like, no, that's not how you say it. You say there's a stair and then there's another stair and then there's no more (laughs) stairs. Right. So because once you get the momentum, you're walking down the stairs. And I'm like, oh, there's no more stairs.
3: (laughs) I failed. I failed at that because I had to look at, you know, what the kids are doing. Yeah. You know, people coming out of the the trees to take pictures, (laughs) a photographer had to be in place. And so. Uh, but I think it ended up well. So when she opened her eyes, she was inside the heart and then uh, uh, told her this is not a just a photo shoot and got on 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 one knee. and yeah.
0: That's so beautiful. I yeah. definitely would want to know when do the stairs end? I'm not trying to break a kneecap trying to go down the stairs, but I'm sure, Lungi, you had a lot of pressure and you're nervous. It's like, look, we can get that angle, you know, it's up if it happens. I
3: to felt like I can hold her. I mean if she you know, she's falling, like I you got her, Stop her from... <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm like, I trust you, but I don't know how much I trust you in this moment. I'm about to fall into the like body of water Right,
1: right. <laughs> so, so Anika, were you surprised, or did you like, did you suspect? that like the photo shoot was a bait?
2: So yes and no, I I didn't suspect it at first, but then like my best friend was like, you know, you need to make sure, tell me what outfit you're gonna wear. And she's like this, right? So to be fair, she's like this, like she's like very much wants to make, you know, she's into taking pictures and she's into like outfit coordination. And I'm like the opposite of that. So there was some level of like, okay, this makes sense. Yes, like I'll get But then she kind of kept like asking certain questions. And then I was like, I said something like flippantly like, oh, what is this like a proposal or something? So then my daughter and Lungi like conspired to like trick me where she said you know um we we got into you know like a mother daughter thing she just became a teenager and so she uh, you know she got upset about something and then i was we were talking and then she goes that's okay you know i just want you to know that uh, you know lugie's going to propose to you on december 3rd or whatever it was which was not the day so I, yes your face is like my. i was like Why would you tell me that? That is not, even when you're upset, you don't do unkind things like that, right? And I'm like trying to explain to her like why that's not like, you don't do that. Like that's, that it's an important part of someone's life. You shouldn't, just because you're upset, you can't ruin someone's surprise. Lugie's worked hard for this. You know, it's something that's gonna be important, whatever. So it was all to throw me off so that I didn't know that it was happening in November that I I thought it was happening in December, which there were like all these little things behind the scenes, right? He was like, how long do you think is appropriate before someone proposes, Mm -hmm. right? So we hadn't gotten to that exact mark yet. Mm -hmm. So that aligned with December, like all Mm -hmm. these other. So at first, maybe I had an inkling, but then everybody threw me off the scent. So I was surprised on that day. Meanwhile, like that day like was crazy because he had gotten to an accident. Like we had to like, and everybody was fine and safe, you know, but like like, we had to pivot. So all the things he had prepared, like we, took the same car and we did you know like so he like they had a book bag carrying this stuff and I'm like why do you have this big book bag but I'm still not like oh you're about to propose I'm just like what what are you doing like but it, but that's just what boys like kids do so I'm like whatever
3: uh, the book bag was for the flowers yeah, yeah, and the yeah, candles yeah <laughs>
0: Wow. Look at that. That nervous energy can just like throw things off. Right. And then have something like that happen. But then again, staying committed with it, running with it, being open and just allowing it to happen um, in such a beautiful way. I love it. I love it. So how did you guys like know, though? Like, how did you know that
2: this was the one? (laughs) So I don't know. I feel like maybe did you know where I knew? Maybe I don't know. I feel like there were these mo. There were lots of these little moments, right? That would happen where, um, you know, we filled out like all these like cheesy surveys. The fact that like somebody would do that Willing. willingly was mm-hmm. like right there, right? Because because mm-hmm. like both of you know like what like who has time for this right so it's like I think the first one was like a hundred questions and he's like yeah let's do it so geeky we did like a google spreadsheet but I hid his answers and he hid my answers Mm -hmm. and like our answers were I mean like they were all like the same right it was crazy scary And I think I was laughing at some point because I was like, did you hide them? Mm -hmm. Like, are you sure you're not like copying and pasting? Mm -hmm. Like, it was scary how aligned we were. And then just like, we, like, every single date was like super intentional. Like Mm -hmm. all the things that I would, was like, I don't want to have to deal with this. Like I never had to deal with. So it was just always like, every single time we met, we had like, an amazing time it was very intentional we were vulnerable with each other like it was never there was never any confusion there was never like these moments where you feel unsure or you have this feeling where you're like something's not right about that person and i don't know what it is right and then you start to peel back the layers it was always like i want to peel back these layers because this person is so amazing and the more that i peel the more i'm like wow i'm so like All of this aligns and he is who he says he is, right? Like he's not pretending so that I'll be, you know, I'll continue to see him, Mm -hmm. Um, at least for me. And it was just, you know, every time He, he was vulnerable on our first date. We talked about all the things we're not supposed to talk about on our <laughs> right. first date: right? politics,
3: religion, <laughs> past relationships.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, right. It's like let's get it out of the way and let's have the conversation now. Right. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. I'm not, you know. I think I feel like for me, it was also it was gradual. I can't pinpoint a specific time. I mean, early on, at some point. She asked me if I had an accountability partner, and I was like, "Whoa, this is so great." <laughs> I mean, I, I, because clearly, it's something we uh, we we care a lot uh, about, and then um and then, you know, a lot of the our conversations were around, yes, being intentional, and I kept saying like okay i want I want to uncover if there are any red flags on either side, right?" Things that you see in my character and my life that where you feel like that's not something that aligns with with you and 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 vice versa and if you know and we can discuss them you know go go back and forth um, but if it's it feels like okay uh, that's that's not an issue that's an issue that remains sort of um, an area of conflict for us then it's just I agree to part ways right um uh, we can remain friends, and and that will be okay. But all of, as we were trying to do that, right? Being super intentional about discovering each other's personality and character and and, and values. Uh, at least for me, and it seemed like for both of us, we, it just became more and more clear that um, <laughs> that you know this this is uh, for me like that this is the one. Um, and so yeah.
1: That's good. I can't stop smiling. <laughs> okay, the next question I was going to go to is, I guess, what's one thing, maybe two, that you guys are looking forward to in the future?
2: <laughs> um, I think... <laughs> So I'm not gonna let him answer this question right now. <laughs> um I think looking forward to where like we are settled, like blending families are like challenging, right? Like even when they're like your biological children, right, raising kids is challenging, right? Mm. So so taking all these amazing little personalities and st- putting them together um and letting them like and and by the way our kids get along like really really well it's Mm -hmm. actually scary how well they get along like we just did a cooking competition and they like have so much fun it's like amazing but it's still like an adjustment for everyone so getting past that adjustment period where we're all kind of settled that's what I think Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward Mm -hmm. to the most um
3: Mm
2: -hmm. um, what else
3: yeah i mean for me also i completely agree and being settled and reaching that sort of uh level of uh feeling like okay we are we're becoming a a blended a a blending family um and knowing that it will be a process um that you know we both recognize there'll be ups and downs through throughout that that journey but um, definitely look forward to our first vacation uh, together. Um, you know, being able to to go to a, a beach destination, right. fly um, somewhere, not tropical, drive. Exa- exa- I'm exactly. I'm tired of
2: driving places.
3: Yeah. Like. That that I look forward to. And then in the future, I keep saying I look forward to you know um, changing each other's diapers. <laughs> Stop it! <he's> so gross. <laughs> you know, get.
2: Growing old together. Growing old together,
3: (laughs) exactly.
0: (laughs) This is beautiful. There's a lot of um, great things to pull from this conversation. And I think that our listeners are going to smile as much as we did, laugh as much as you all did, um, but also be really inspired. And to close us out, is there something that you would then Maybe pour into our listeners who are maybe dating or looking to date what might uh you leave with them, what words of encouragement might you have for them?
2: so I think for me i don't I don't want to um, you know downplay the the value of people being able to connect using like dating apps, mm-hmm. and I think those are great, and I think that there's like. Uh, a lot of, um, uh, I think this probably the way that most people are going to meet going forward, right? Um, but before you get on the dating app, do the work, right? Like, you can't show up in all your mess, thinking that someone else is going to fix your mess, right? Mm-hmm. You can't show up not loving yourself, thinking that someone's going to love you enough to make it better, right? So like, Use the dating apps or meet however you want to meet, be safe, but also like love yourself and work on you so that you're in a place that you can receive love, that you can give love, that like, that's what's going to attract people to you and attract you to people, right? Like when your love is coming from within and you're like able to just give compassion without expecting anything in return, that's where it's going to, that's where it's going to work, right? So like do the work. Like I, I spent a lot of time doing the work, probably more time than like most of my friends were comfortable with. Right. <laughs> like, but but I think it was really important like for me to be in a really good place so that I could receive this amazing blessing. Like if I wasn't in a good place, it wouldn't have worked.
3: Yeah, for me, I'm not I'm not sure if it's advice. I mean, I completely agree with uh with I think Anika, the, the focus on self first um, and and then looking externally for for someone else, uh, for, you know, friendship. Um, I, I would say focus on friendship first, for sure. Um, uh, you know, it, it became clear very early on that we were, our friendship was growing. Um, and I just love that. And it just continues to grow, right? Like before being my uh fiance and soon-to-be wife she's my my best friend and uh you know when I say my girlfriend and the kids are laughing (laughs) like no she's not your girlfriend she's about to be your wife you know this is a a level above but no I you know uh first and foremost we're we're friends and that's what I want to to continue um and so that would be you know the only piece of of advice I would provide focus on friendship.
0: Our listeners are going to just absorb all of that and take all of that. That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much, Anika and Lungi. Thank you for being open, being vulnerable, being funny, and, yes. and just wearing the same shirt. <laughs> we appreciate you both. Thank you so much. What we can learn from Anika and Lungi is that there is power of letting go and allowing the universe to do. The work. As we mentioned in the beginning, they weren't actively looking for love. And as they mentioned throughout their interview, they weren't looking for love, but they share these small moments where they were brought together without playing a role in that whatsoever. So we hope that as you finish up this episode, that you too can lean back, let go, and allow the universe to bring you all that you deserve.
1: And If you haven't subscribed to our podcast by now, we ask that you do so. And you can also follow us on social media at N-E-C-E-S-S-I-T podcast. Thanks for listening.